Good morning. Today is Monday, July 26th, 2021. There's an interesting question in Jewish law that has arisen, is arising in Israel today. As you may know, in Israel, like in other places, the COVID numbers are rising. And the government is reimposing some precautions. For example, requiring masks, especially inside, and proof of vaccination in order to attend any type of public gatherings of 100 people or more. You may have read that two synagogues here in Montreal, in Chamonix, have announced that they will only allow fully vaccinated people in any service. It could be that other places here in Montreal will do the same. We here at ADATH have not yet made that decision, though I would support it. But I do urge anyone not yet fully vaccinated, 12 years or older, to please do so, especially with the high holidays coming up and more people in shul, it is more important than ever that we have as much protection as possible. And as I say, it could very well be that certain uh, uh, requirements will have to be put into place depending on the medical situation, but it would certainly make it a lot easier and better and safer if everyone was fully vaccinated before the high holidays. Not doing so puts you at risk and it puts others at risk. Here, if you want to have such a system, so there's it's rather easy. You could have a system where, for example, to reserve a seat at a synagogue, when you call to make your reservation, you have to send in your proof of uh, vaccination and uh, they would check off a box that, uh, yes, you're eligible for a seat. That would be theoretically a way that it could be done. But the reality in Israel is different because there are very few synagogues with reserved seats, with an office staff, and people often go to multiple places to daven. So the question is, on Shabbos, how would you present proof of vaccination in order to get into the synagogue? How would you be allowed into a synagogue? So the easy answer would be, you will carry your official document. In Israel, it's known as a green passport. So it's an official document. It states, it certifies that you're fully vaccinated, so you carry it with you wherever you go. You're allowed to carry it on Shabbos. You're living inside an Eruv. Carrying is permitted. The document itself is permitted to carry. No problem. That's fine for the majority of Jews who use an Eruv that allows carrying on Shabbos. Remember, on Shabbos, we're not allowed to carry any object in a public domain. However, there is a structure called an Erev, which is like a symbolic boundary around a certain area, and that allows carrying objects outside on Shabbos. Okay, so it's an easy answer. You carry your green passport.
or if it was here, you would carry your Quebec document that you downloaded and printed. Fine, that's easy. But what about the sizable minority of Jews that do not use an Eruv? How will they get into shul? Now, this question is unfamiliar to us because many of us, we live in a place that has an Eruv. We use the Eruv. Many of us don't even think about not carrying on Shabbos because it's not part of our experience. We may have grown up most of our lives or even all of our lives, never having to worry about this prohibition of not carrying on Shabbos. But there are some people, believe it or not, who still live in places that do not have an Eruv. There are even some Jews who still live in places that do not have kosher sushi. Jews are suffering out there. It's not all so easy. Also, another issue is you can live in a place with an Arab, but the Arab could break. An Arab could be down on a given Shabbos. Or you could live in a place with an Arab and you're walking somewhere that's outside the Arab. Just to give you an example, right now here in Montreal, the Jewish General Hospital for the last several years, because of various construction issues, the Jewish General Hospital is not part of the Arab. What if a person has to walk to the Jewish General Hospital on Shabbos and they and they need to be able to carry something? And you need, let's just say, and you need to be able to have your proof of vaccination in order to be let in? Hypothetically, you would not be able to carry it. What would you do? And in addition to all that, although the Erev that we build is widely recognized as valid, and I would certainly like to think that there is wide trust, at least for the person who is in charge of this Eruv, uh, since that person is me and people would be comfortable to rely on the work that we do for the Eruv. But, but there are some who follow a minority opinion that disallows a community Eruv on Shabbos in any community. And it's, it's a minority opinion, but it's an opinion that has a certain basis to it in Jewish law. So because this question is so unfamiliar to us, I think it's worth discussing. Because every once in a while, we need to remember that without an Erev, there does exist this prohibition of carrying on Shabbos. So let me share with you my initial idea about this particular question. On Shabbos, in a public area where there is no Erev, we are not allowed to carry an object. We're not allowed to throw an object, kick an object. We're not allowed to move an object, to cause an object to move in any way. There are two exceptions. One is an exception of beged, a garment. You're allowed to wear clothes. Nobody says, you know, wearing clothes, you're carrying the clothes from place to place. You, you have to walk around without clothes. That's, that's not the way it is. So a garment is permitted. And the other category, the other exception is a tachshit, 
A takshit means an adornment, a piece of jewelry, something that is decorative. Now, each one of these categories has parameters and criteria. For example, a beged is, a gar is an object that covers part of the body and serves to protect that part of the body in some way. For example, a hat. A person's allowed to wear a hat on Shabbos. A hat covers part of the body, protects your head from the sun, or protects your head from the rain. In addition to, let's say, making a person look good or fashion, in addition to that. So it's a garment. It's a beged. You're allowed to wear a hat on Shabbos. Let's say a person thinks to themselves, I'm in a place where there's no Eruv. And I have, I have a dozen apples and I want to be able to get them from my house to another house across the street. So here's what I do. I take the apples, I put them in a basket, I put the basket on my head and I walk across the street with the basket on my head. And anybody who looks at me, I'll say, this is my hat. I'm wearing a hat. So that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Besides the fact that at least in North America, a person would look at you like you're crazy. I know in other parts of the world, that's very normal during the week, but it does not suffice as being a garment because it is not being worn to protect part of the body. It's being worn to carry apples. The apples are not uh, uh, serving any purpose of a beged, of a garment, and therefore that would be prohibited. A takshit, an adornment, applies to something like jewelry or a ring. If a person's wearing a ring on their finger, it's not a garment. You're not wearing it to protect your finger from getting wet if it rains. It's something that makes, that is beautiful. And that's permitted on Shabbos. If a person has a nice watch, allowed to wear that on Shabbos. If a woman, let's say, has a brooch, they're allowed to wear that on Shabbos. Even though it's not a garment, it's not covering part of your body, but it's an adornment. It's a takshit. And that is permitted on Shabbos. Now, this is sometimes misunderstood and it deserves clarification. If you live in a place without an Erev, or you're going to a place outside an Erev, one of the objects that there is often a great need to carry is a key. You need a key to your house to get back in. A key is not a beged. It's not a garment. It doesn't cover or protect part of your body. Sometimes I hear that a person will take a key and pin it to their garment, maybe a safety pin or some other kind of pin, any kind of pin, and pin it to a garment. That's not right. I understand people think that they're doing it correctly, and I appreciate the motivation is there, but, but it's not correct because the key is not a garment. And simply connecting it to a garment doesn't make it into a garment. It's not part of the garment. And a key is also not an adornment. Nobody looks at a key hanging from a person's 
uh, shirt or dress or blouse or, or whatever it is, no one looks at it and says, oh, what a beautiful piece of jewelry. Some people I have seen will take a key and wear it on a chain around their neck. So you'll say, well, it's a necklace. Doesn't work. That's not a takshit. A takshit, an adornment, does not just mean something you put around your neck. <laughs> it means something that is generally understood to be an adornment. Here's a good general rule of thumb. Would you wear it as jewelry if it was not Shabbos? If it's something that you would wear as jewelry to dress up if it was not Shabbos, then that would probably be considered jewelry on Shabbos. I mean, if generally a person who says, well, no, I'm an individual person. I would wear this during the week as, as jewelry. That doesn't work. It means it's something that would normally be understood to be worn in that manner. So that's actually uh, quite a problem of how to carry a key. Attaching it to a garment doesn't work. So there's another mechanism that's used and this is a, an object that is called a Shabbos belt. So a Shabbos belt works on the principle that you're wearing a belt. Now a belt is a garment because a belt holds up your pants. It serves the needs of your garments. So a belt is a garment. Then you attach the key to the belt. Well, it depends. So I will give you a demonstration. Here's a belt. If you take a belt and you connect the key here, hang it from this loop, you've done nothing because it's like pinning it to your, to your shirt or your jacket. The belt is a garment. The key is not a garment by being hung from the loop doesn't make it into a garment. The only way that a key would work is if the belt was made in such a way that the key was necessary in order to keep the belt closed. It would not work without the key. I'll give you an example. You see this uh, metal piece here in the middle? There's a name for it. I don't remember the name for this. But this metal piece, let's say, and, and by the way, this is available in, in, like in Jewish bookstores. You can buy a belt and instead of this piece here, there's a place that you can put a key here. So this is actually a key. So the way that you connect the belt is by putting the key through the hole. So the key is not just hanging from the belt, the key is integral to making the belt work. That works. In that way, you have taken this key and you have made it a working part of the belt without which the belt would not hold up your pants. That would be okay. But otherwise, this so-called Shabbos belt does not work either. All right, so what are we going to do about these poor Jews in Israel who need to be able to prove that they're fully vaccinated in order to get into shul? Here's my suggestion. My suggestion is a pin.
a pin, but a nice pin, like the kind of pin that you would wear on your lapel. But it's got to be nice enough that you would wear it during the week. For example, like in the United States, you see a lot of people wearing a pin with a flag. The In the United States, the members of Congress wear a pin. It's a gold round pin that actually identifies them as members of Congress. That's what allows them to get in the elevator, to come into the room. Or just to give a, a great example here in, in Canada, wearing a poppy. The same thing, wearing a poppy. It's something that is an adornment. It's something that we do wear during the week. Of course, it's permitted to keep it on on Shabbos. That would be a tachshit. That would be an adornment. But because it would be something that looks nice enough that you would want to wear it during the week. And by the way, it would be my strong suggestion that people should wear it during the week. There would be a great benefit to wearing it during the week to show pride that I want everyone to know I'm double vaccinated. Just like, for example, in where, where people wear a flag pin, they're wearing to show I'm proud of, of this flag. I'm proud to be patriotic and, and that this is my country or, or this is my team or this is my club or whatever, or, or, or whatever it is. Um, there would be a benefit to wearing it during the week also so that everybody would be able to see that I'm that I'm fully vaccinated. That would be a, a benefit. So if you, if you would wear it during the week, especially if you actually did wear it during the week and it was something that looked nice, then it would be permitted to wear it on Shabbos. Okay, uh, that's my own idea. I have not heard any other halakhic authorities discuss this yet. I only heard the question come up the other day. We'll see what happens. We'll see what they come up with. But the takeaway from this should be, number one, we should from time to time review the rules about not carrying on Shabbos, especially because for us who live inside an era of these rules do not regularly apply. So we need to remind ourselves of these rules. And the last takeaway is everyone, Please get vaccinated as soon as possible. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.